Welcome back to A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. Such a treat this week to have Kelly Pierce with me, digital media associate with the R Street Institute. Gaina Lynn Condi is here, popular speaker, host, author, and mental health advocate. And Meg Holbrook is with me, senior vice president in the office of the president of Zions Bank. I thought this was interesting that I read about, uh, I think it was in the Deseret News, about is there a growing problem with censorship in the United States? From where you sit, do you see uh, social media companies censoring in a way that you think is an issue? I know that case of Biden versus Missouri is, is making its way up the ranks. And in this case, it was a situation where the Biden administration encouraged various social media companies to pull COVID-related stories that they thought were misinformation from their platforms. And the question is, was that a breach of the First Amendment? Was that them, you know, prior restraint on speech? However, my question, you know, in that situation, those are private companies. They weren't required by the government to do anything. They were asked. They acquiesced, probably because they thought it would win them some political favor. But I'm getting caught in the weeds. What I really want to know is, is do you see an overall issue with censorship? Kelly, can I start with you? Absolutely. And I do see an overall in a problem with censorship and it's on the left and the right. Again, we're talking about those extreme voices. So you can go on <laughs> social media at any time and you will see people calling for the first amendment rights of others that they disagree with be violated. That has happened. Uh, Utah state senators. I have seen that happen before. I have seen on the left. I have seen highly online people on the right say the same thing. So it's us. That's the main problem. Going back to Missouri versus Biden, yes, that is a violation. It is a violation of the First Amendment in my view, because what they were doing was, in my view, kind of mob tactics. And I want to say, too, Trump did the same thing, right? They were calling up social media and saying, you can't really do this, but using language that's very mob-like, like, you yeah, know, I think it's a bad idea. But they're the federal government. These companies have a lot of contracts with the federal government. It's not a neutral thing. So in my view, I think this is just not a good thing for the country if we are allowed to not if we are not allowed to speak. And there are laws against things like, you know, libel. There are laws against things like incitement. But those are legal standards and they are legal standards for a reason. And we need to go back to that. Right, yeah. Interesting. Gaina Lynn, what do you make of, of this question of if there's a problem, a growing problem with censorship in America? Well, when I read the article in the Desert News, and, and, and I think, you know, we can bring in Fox News and MSNBC, the larger platforms and see, I think as a as a culture, we kind of already know where those biases are. I think the more subtle argument is maybe these more online, smaller outlets is there overreach happening there? And what came to my mind when I read the article is the Tom Hanks movie, News of the World. And if you haven't watched that movie, I think it's a really good study on back in the day. We we almost can't remember what it was like to not have multiple sources constantly streaming on our phone for news. You know, I grew up in the 80s where we still had to go to the library and check out a book and read the encyclopedia to find out what happened two to 20 years earlier. That movie really shows what the long-term effect is when communities that feel a sense of isolation don't have news sources coming into their communities. The reality is studies have shown that all of us start to get suggested feeds 
on our social media. If I, I searched this morning for pillow shams and now it doesn't matter what device I go on for the last hour, there are pillow sham ads on every stream. And so once you've clicked on a couple of outlets to read that already have a bias, YouTube and other um, platforms start to feed you that. So in some ways we are back in the 1800s where we have to wait for a writer to come right into our town and give us another point of view because we have created algorithms in our own lives and in our own social, social structures where we are technically censoring ourselves. We aren't getting another perspective. So is it concerning to have government overreach or influence? For sure. And I think COVID was a social study on where that happened. But I also think we all have a responsibility. Are you reading an outlet that is maybe biased in the opposite way in which you see the world so that you kind of force the algorithms to not censor yourself in what you're learning? Interesting. Megan, what do you think? I think we have less censorship than we've ever had in the history of the United States, okay? And uh, no one less than uh, Senator Mike Lee would like to really c come down on a lot of social media outlets. They want, Congress has talked about this for a long time, not just the Biden administration. And, uh, the Republican Party with Mike Lee and a lot of Democrats have talked about we we need to govern a little bit of social media. And it's just it's all over the lot. You can read anything that you want, you know, that dogs really speak, you know, uh, the King's English, that kind of thing. There are so many outlets. There is so much misinformation. I think we have less censorship than we've ever had in the history of the country. Well, one of my questions is, you know, back during COVID, I try and put myself in the place of the Biden administration. You have millions of people dying, hundreds of thousands in your own country. Mm -hmm. You know some of the advice is false and could lead to death. Right. So what do you do? I mean, they may have overreached there, but I just wonder, if you don't overreach, it could mean death. So that was one of those situations well, where I, I think it would be a hard, hard question. Ivermectin, uh, which is really... Uh, used in malaria and for horses, it's a parasitic thing. That that was a good example of misinformation about COVID that millions of people believed. Yeah, yeah, and so, I think that would, it would, it would present I, a unique challenge. I don't know the challenge. answer right now, but part of free speech is it's it's all speech, and that's what's been going on. Mm -hmm. I don't because know if how you, to regulate it. I have to jump in here because if you take that safety angle, you've now opened the door to someone saying, whoops, you can't say that because you could right. endanger somebody. Yeah. And that door is just going to get wider and wider and wider and wider. And there's going to be even more censorship. And I think Megan has a really good point. I, I never thought about it in that way whatsoever. But I think the important part of free speech is being able to have that dialogue. And if you are trying to censor for safety reasons, you're going to end up censoring for other reasons that are <laughs> maybe not as worthy. Yeah, it's a good argument. We'll take a brief break and be back with my guests on A Woman's View. Kelly Pierce, Megan Holbrook, and Gaina Lynn Condi are here. Back in just a moment. <laughs> 